your legs functioning in a proper way and going through full range of motion, it doesn't just have to do with your mechanical health. It has to do with your immune system. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Balance and Moderation. We are a wellness podcast with some personality. So join me, Sheridan Lee, and my co-host, Rob Young, on our pursuit of healthiness in the real world. Big love is the mood, and our message is for everybody. So please share this with the people that you love in your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Buenos dias, Senor Robert. <laughs> All right, going south of the border this morning. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Good morning, Sheridan. How are you doing today? Um, I'm good. I actually am doing surprisingly well considering the sleep I got last night. Not good sleep last night. Not the best. I mean, not the worst, but not the best. I was just kind of tossing and turning all night last night, and that's usually pretty common for me. My hashtag aura ring tells me that I'm pretty restless when I sleep, uh, and that's something that I've been working on, but I think the culprit was my late sugar intake. I had Mm, a little bit of a sweet tooth. I know. (laughs) I had a little bit of a sweet tooth last night, and my friends brought over one of my favorite treats. And so I indulged in some milk bars um, kind of like an hour before I was supposed to go to bed. Mm -hmm. And I also had like a glass or two of wine and um, I didn't get very good sleep last night. So, but I woke up in the morning at like a good time. I got a walk in and it was good. You're here. You're ready to go. We're talking. Yeah, exactly. I'm here and I am present. But anyways, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I got up. I I did jits this morning. That was fun. Do a little little struggle cuddles. I've never heard that term before. I don't know. My buddy says a struggle cuddle. They call it murder yoga. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Shit. It sounds so intense, but it's just, you know, a bunch of bros roughhousing around. Yeah. Uh, sweating all over each other. It's kind of a little... That's know. hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was good. But last night, I kind of had, I guess, the opposite of you. I don't know. I didn't... I had a very deep sleep. A deep, deep, deep sleep. Too deep. I, I had... I dreamt inside of a dream, inside of a dream, inside of a dream. And at one point I, I lived like, I felt like I lived like two or three days. Good Lord. Last night in one of my dreams, it was, it was getting to where like I woke up three different times in my bed and then it was still in a dream and it was just, it was some inception shit. Yeah. No, geez. That sounds like it. it. I mean, are you, are we here right now? I don't know. Like, it's are like, we even recording it was, right now? It was one of those nights where I woke up and like physically, I, f- I feel very good physically, but mentally I was like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like, so you almost woke up tired because yeah. you did so much in your dream state. Yeah. But like two out of the four dreams were like pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. That's that's great. I mean, did you do anything notable in your dreams? Uh, I was training jujitsu in one of them, and that was like the dream where it was like two or three days. I literally like went to a gym, left. Like I remember scrolling 
like on Instagram and like interacting and doing a normal day. And then I like went to bed and went back the next day and I was like chilling in a hot tub at one point. It was like, wow. Okay. It was like almost like a separate reality. But That's crazy. I have some wild dreams like that. Do you, you never have a, you, have you ever had a dream where you feel like you, you're, it's like multiple days in the dream? No. I mean, I've definitely had dreams where I feel like I'm living real life. Like I will often have dreams where, um, you know, it's very parallel to the universe that I'm living in, but a lot of times it has to, it's a little bit more stress oriented than time oriented. Like I remember specifically in high school, I would be in a dream that I woke up and was getting ready for school and like about to walk out the door and then my alarm would go off and I'd actually wake up and I'm like, oh, I got to get ready. I got to get out the door. So I would have like dreams that would parallel my reality, but my dreams are never very long. Like they're always very kind of like staccato mm -hmm. and don't really have much of a consistent plot line. So like I've never been able to achieve yeah. the multiple day dream like Robert Young. <laughs> if anybody out there ever does nootropics, I know part of taking nootropics during the day, like that's a side effect of alpha brain from on it. Oh, is you will have like really deep and like vivid dreams the night after taking it during oh, the day. Okay. I don't really know why or like what in the actual nootropics causes that. I think maybe just it puts your brain in a good state. So then when you get to the point where you go to sleep, you're actually having, I don't, I, I don't know the exact science behind it, but. I think dream science is so cool and also something just like, I mean, we're still learning so much about sleep and how it affects the body. Um, you know, we think we know why it's important, but even still scientists are like, we don't really know why we, why we do these, these things or why we have dreams or anything like that. Yeah. Dream psychology too is like a weird field. And yeah. It's, like it's a little, references. it's a little like woo woo for me. And yeah. that's, that's a lot coming from me. Is, <laughs> um, Shared says it's woo woo. Well, just, I don't know if you're like, Oh, if you see an orange cat, it means that you're dad's going to die in four days it's like what that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah that's where carl jung kind of loses me he has that like dream psychology book oh i didn't know like, he did yeah it's i don't know it, I, I i tried to listen to it on an audiobook and it was going all this stuff and i don't know if i try to psychoanalyze my dreams i will lose sleep because of that so i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna dive into that world no, it's, dreams are dreams dreams are dreams we gotta focus on you know what's going on here now and you know what is really important to us when we're going about our day-to-day -day lives mm -hmm. and something that is really important to us as far as staying healthy and even helping us sleep better and dream better in the evenings is incorporating movement throughout our day movement snacks yeah my favorite kind of snack well, I don't know about that, but I do enjoy movement and I do enjoy <laughs> snacks. Um, yeah, movement snacks for the listeners, if you're not familiar with that term, as far as my understanding of it, of movement snack is something that takes five minutes or less. For me, that's usually even less than a minute. And that's just moving your body in some certain way. It can be static, it can be a stretch, and then it can also lend itself to changing your position. So that can be your snack. So a snack can be going from a standing position to seating on the floor or vice versa. Just kind of finding areas throughout your day where you're moving your body out of the typical nine to five, sitting in a chair, sitting behind the wheel of your car. 
Okay, so like a movement snack is just essentially finding little almost like micro movements throughout Mm -hmm. your day just to kind of like get your body and your mind moving in a different way, especially if you've been in more or less of like a static position for an extended period of time, right? Yeah, yeah. So how did you like find out about this? Was this something that was an original thought of yours or something that you were introduced to that you started incorporating or what's like the origin of like the movement snack? There's a couple different people that I've gotten cues from or some knowledge from in this regard. One person is Bruce Lee. Following Bruce Lee from a martial arts standpoint, he was super flexible. He could do all these things and and different accounts of Bruce Lee he was stretching all the time. Like he would be on movie sets and in between takes, he would be doing certain stretches. He would constantly be in conversations and stretching. So he, he constantly was, was working on his flexibility. That's why he was an amazingly flexible person. And then you also have Aaron Alexander from the Align podcast. And and he talks about breaking it up throughout the day. and, And we'll talk a little bit more about building your environment to, to incorporate movement through the day. And then there's just a lot of evidence, I think, in data now that shows that spacing out movement throughout the day instead of having like one block where you Mm -hmm. work out for an hour and then the rest of your day you're sitting on the couch, it's much healthier. You're better off doing five to 10, 10 10-minute workouts than doing one 50-minute workout. 50- to two-hour workout. Yeah, It's better for your overall health. It may not be the best for your cardio or those kind of things or strength output, but your overall functioning of your body and health, it's going to be best to break it up into small pieces throughout the day. Yeah, that's actually something that we learned um, in my exercise physiology um, coursework was um, exactly what you were saying, functional exercise. So incorporating functionality in your day-to-day life. So it is better to, you know, incorporate short walks or stretches as your day goes on. Maybe you park at the very end of the grocery store parking lot so you can walk all the way there, or maybe you choose to take the stairs or you stretch before you get exposed to different cues, which is, I know, something that you incorporate a lot. That's actually, as far as longevity goes, a lot healthier than segmenting just like one time of the day for like an hour or less where you're active. It's better to be active for like an hour or two sporadically throughout the day versus just one hour of heavy exertion and then completely sedentary the rest of the day. I mean, ideally you do both. Yeah. Ideally you do both. But if your day allows for one or the other, um, as far as like long-term health and wellness, incorporating movement throughout the day is going to have a little bit more compounding benefits in some ways. Most definitely. And that's why even if I don't get a concrete, actual dedicated workout during the day, I've still done something throughout my day that my body doesn't feel achy or tight when I'm going to bed or, and I can also keep a certain level of fitness because movement has been incorporated into my entire day. It's not just something I do when I get off of work. Okay. Gotcha. So when did you start incorporating movement snacks into your day-to-day life? I, it kind of started in like, just like everything in my fitness journey, it started from like a meathead bro kind of perspective. I okay. was trying to do like 300 push-ups every day. 
So I was in an office when I first moved back to Tampa. And after I would go to the bathroom, every time I went to the bathroom, there was like a little like corner area of the office where nobody could see me. And right after I'd drop down and do like 20 to 30 pushups every time I went to the bathroom. Or like if I walked by that area, I would just do like 20 or 30 pushups. So I constantly was doing that. But I noticed from doing that, when I went to when I would go do my regular workout later in the afternoon, I didn't really have to warm up my shoulders as much. I felt a little bit, I had a little bit more energy later in the day. And that kind of was something that that sparked. And then I talked about Bruce Lee and and Aaron Alexander and and incorporating those. I know Aaron Alexander and reading his book, The Align, The Align Method. I started doing floor sitting more. I started hanging throughout the day. So I have a pull-up bar. It's not up right now because we closed the door, but normally the door is open in the studio and I I will hang on like a pull-up bar for 30, 40 seconds at a time just randomly throughout the day and that helps open up my shoulders, gets the blood flowing through my body and that helps. So there's a lot of different things that you can do and one of those ways is setting up your environment to make movement more inviting. Yeah, I know that's something that um, has become really important for you, especially because um, you work from home, for one mm-hmm. thing, and that I know a lot of people, something we've talked about on the show, is that, you know, in some ways working from home can be a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. because um, y- in theory it's like we have so much more time to, you know, work on our physical fitness and our mental health and things by working from home. But a lot of times people get stuck in like a really static stagnant kind of lifestyle where they just roll out of bed, log onto their computer, sit on their ass for like eight hours and then, you know, don't have any social interaction or physical movement and can get into a really gnarly place physically and mentally. So Mm -hmm. I know that that's something that's been important for you. And then on top of that too, you drive a lot for your job. You drive like how many hours a week would you say? It just depends. Like a couple of weeks ago, I think I I had to fill up my tank. I had to fill up my tank throughout the week. And normally I fill up my tank like once on Friday and I'm good till the next Friday because I get like 600 miles out of my big truck's tank. Yeah. And I filled it up, I think, once or twice. I don't know. I did like over a thousand miles in in a week. That's insane. It's just, you know, pinballing around. I think the radius of my territory is about 100 miles from end to end, or that's diameter. Not radius, so uh, about a hundred miles from end to end. So there was a couple days where I had to go all the way north and then go all the way south and just kind of bounce around. Jeez. And FedEx has been leaving me out to dry a couple times, so I have to go pick things up after the fact. And yeah, it's been a little crazy lately. But driving, not the worst thing in the world. But you got to take breaks. Like I honestly will sometimes stop at rest stops just to get out and move a little bit. Yeah. So what does your routine look like when you've got like those really long driving days? I know that you incorporate movement in all aspects of your life and that is a huge part of your life. Mm -hmm. So what is kind of like your routine around that? So the whole idea of habit stacking is important for for movement stacks and and getting movement throughout the day. It's almost becoming second nature that before I get in or when I get out of my car, I kind of open the door a little bit and I I hold the sides and I do like a deep lunge on each leg and I kind of pulse a little bit and I I can make a video and I've been meaning to do that. I will, I'll basically do like a deep lunge stretch on each leg and do a couple pulses on each side before and after I get out of my car. 
and that just kind of helps open up my hips and and releases my core a little bit because as we're driving we're in that your legs are in that 90 degree position you're sitting just like you're sitting at a desk all day and you get tight and that's mm-hmm. how that's why people kind of fall forward there's a lot of strain on your back your hamstrings get tight so i really make sure before and i get out of before i get in or get out of my car i'm doing something to stretch out my quads hips and and hamstrings yeah, I mean, I know and I and I feel like I drive a lot for work and not nearly as much as you, but I feel like whenever I go on like a long road trip and it's like hours upon hours at a time, like you just get so tired, like mm-hmm. physically and mentally tired because you're in like this really cramped up position. Mm-hmm. It's putting strain on all of your muscles and, um, you know, you do take breaks to kind of, you know, go to rest stops and things like that. But even kind kind of taking it back into more of like the work, you know, traditional corporate nine to five lifestyle. Like a lot of times you're sitting in that cramped up, cooped up position for hours at a time every Mm -hmm. single day. And it's like, yeah, maybe you go to the bathroom, maybe you take a, you know, a lunch break or whatever it is, but staying in that sedentary position can be really detrimental to your long-term health. So, um, do you want to talk about kind of like that whole like sitting disease or like kind of what you do to combat that? Yeah, I mean, that's an important conversation, especially in the corporate environment. And and a way that you can kind of know if you are a person that works out, a way that you can know that you're not getting enough movement through the day is kind of what I touched on a little bit earlier. But if it takes you forever to warm up for exercise, you're probably not getting proper movement throughout the day. And that's the one thing, a corporate environment, we, an Amer- especially American culture, we are very focused on that grind mentality, that sit, put your nose down, don't get up until the work's done kind of mentality. So unhealthy. And it is. It's super unhealthy. And it actually, there's a lot of studies that will show that if you do incorporate movement throughout the day, if you are working on these things, taking intermittent walks throughout the day, you're actually more productive. You retain more information. Just like we were talking about when you were studying for the MCAT, yeah. you made it a point to focus on your fitness during that time. And you got more done with less time in the in the library. Yeah, so absolutely. It, the same thing kind of applies to our work, and we 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 forget about that. Um, when I was working in an office, mainly certain ways that I would find movement was doing push-ups after I went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we have water bottles, and getting up and going to the water cooler is a good reason to get up and move a little bit maybe get a smaller water bottle. I would just have like a coffee mug and I would just fill it up with water. And then that was kind of a cue when I got it to the end of it and it was empty. I was like, okay, I need to get up now. Another thing, especially if you are in a sales environment or a lot of people are taking calls for meetings now, if you have the ability, move around while you're taking a call. I know when I was up in up and working in Jacksonville in our office, there was a big conference room that was barely used. So whenever I took a call, it was just like a cue. As soon as a call came in, I'd pick it up, I'd go walk to the conference room, and I would pace around the tables in the conference room. And so you have to find different reasons and, again, uh, find a habit stack. If you have a cue that, oh, I'm getting a call right now or this meeting that I have every Monday that I don't really contribute to, that I just have to listen to, make it a walking time. Make it a walking meeting. I know even for the people that are working from home, if I don't have to be actively presenting on a call, I'm moving, I'm taking that call while even I'll do a little bit of a workout while I'm taking that call or I will walk on that call. And sometimes 
you would think you're not going to pay attention. Sometimes you actually are a little bit more present for the call when you're, when you're moving during it. So I think that's the overall theme of this is just finding ways to incorporate movement into your day, especially if you work in a corporate environment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you touched on a lot of really cool points in that. Um, you know, for one thing, just like focusing even more when you're moving. Um, when I was in school, we learned about three different ways that people learn. Some people are visual learners, some people are audio learners, and some people are kinesthetic learners. So that means that you actually learn best when you're moving your body or there's some sort of physical movement like associated tactile. yeah, with yeah. the learning process. And I definitely think that, you know, we, especially in the educational environment, we obviously focus mostly on visual and auditory second, but there's really no kinesthetic learning, especially now considering that they've taken like PE out of like a lot of education. Don't get me and, started. Oh, You're going to make me go on a theory. No. You're going to make me go on a conspiracy theory, Cher. Oh I don't want to go there. If we don't want to go <laughs> we don't want to go there today. I, I won't. I They're won't making us weak. Yeah. Okay. I mean, anyways, <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. And it's, oh, yeah. But physical exercise is just really important, especially not just for your physical health, but for your mental health in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we talk about a lot on the show is like, yes, it can actually help you alleviate some, um, you know, mental illness type symptoms like depression and anxiety. You don't have to be quote unquote mentally ill to experience those things. I think everybody does from time to time. Um, and it can just help you stay in more of that, you know, centered high vibe state so that you're actually able to move forward with your life and be present with your work, be present with the people that you love and so many other areas of your life. But it really does help with cognition and focus and memory. And so even from a corporate point of view, when we're talking all about productivity and yeah, all of the ooh, productivity, it's like actually Cry, movement. Bro. Movement really does help and taking five to 10 minutes away from your desk is not going to negatively impact your work experience. If anything, it's going to make it a lot better. And I know that a lot of corporate environments, like I do have to give credit where credit is due. They are trying to move more towards wellness-based initiatives. Mm -hmm. Like I know my partner's company, they incorporate walking breaks at least in the afternoon. I would say taking like a 10, 15 minute walking break in like your morning shift during lunch and then in your afternoon can really help break up the day and keep yourself mentally fresh. I also know that his um, business has a gym inside of it. So kind of like you said, sometimes he'll take calls in the gym or on his lunch break, he'll take 10 to 20 minutes to just do some light weights or like walk on the treadmill just to kind of get his body moving. And then also something that they haven't incorporated, yes, but he has been advocating for has been the standing desk. Mm. Um, so I know that you've kind of got some um, you know, pro con conversation with the standing desk, as well as kind of like the low furniture sitting desks when you're working a little bit more from a, a at home work experience. Cause I don't really think we're ever going to be sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor in a nine to five job, but you never know. Mm -hmm. But can you kind of explain to me what are some of the pros and the cons to the standing desk? The only really con with it is people think that they're just going to stand and you're going to fix your your issue by just standing at your desk. 
realistically, the standing desk should just be intermittently through normal sitting. So you should have one that you can easily rise up and rise down. And then you just want to kind of change your position. I know when I was incorporating my standing desk more, a lot of times now I will just go from a seated position, normal seated position to sitting on the floor and sitting more crisscross applesauce, at least when I am home. But then also I'll do what's called perching, which is basically sitting on like a higher stool. That's just, that's a funny word. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have yeah. to laugh. Anyways, which continue. It's basically sitting on a stool and almost like leaning against it, not fully committing, like just kind of sitting your your butt like right on the edge of it. And then your legs are in a little bit more of a healthy position. And then also sometimes I'll sit in a squatted position. I know not everybody has that full range of motion. I know mm-hmm. we could be working towards that. And if you... You know, if you can't fully sit down in a squat and stay there for a decent amount of time, that's something that we we need to work on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and something, too, that um, we were talking about with the whole sitting conversation and kind of keeping your your hips higher than your legs. Mm -hmm. um, The thing that's really nice about that is that takes some pressure off of the hip flexors, which everybody's hip flexors get so tight, Mm -hmm. especially if you've been working like a corporate job for, you know, decades at a time. I had to go see I had to go see Grant about that. Yeah. And that's something that I see a lot at the fitness studio too is everybody has lower back pain everyone has super tight hips everyone is like just like their whole body is kind of breaking around them which is really sad but a lot of times it's originating from having tight hip flexors because you're sitting all day long so if you're not putting as much strain on your hip flexors you're also not putting as much strain on your back and then it also helps strengthen your core mm-hmm. so it's that compounding cascading benefit of just changing even if you are sitting for hours upon hours a day changing the way that you sit can have huge benefits so I just think that's really fascinating. No, it definitely. And that just gets in the conversation of of creating movement throughout your day. It doesn't mean that you constantly have to be moving or doing squats or or pushing yourself, but causing yourself to just sit in different positions throughout the day can have a ton of benefit. I know people kind of joke around like hippies have furniture on the floor or they're just sitting on the floor and no couch or anything like that. But really what what it is is the long-term benefit of that is forcing you to get all the way on the ground and get all the way up, which most people don't really do nowadays. Our beds are very high. Our couches are very high. We never really go lower than that 90-degree seated position with our legs. Mm. And that in the long term, it's going to cause you to not have that. Your hips be open. Your body's going to kind of fall apart. So that's Mm. a... And I'm sorry to oh. cut you off. Um, didn't you say that you did a little bit of research or just kind of some evidence behind uh, that concept of going from floor sitting to standing that like helps with um, like longevity biomarkers? Yeah, it's the sit rise test. Okay. And there's gotcha. been a couple different studies that show that that's a really good predictor of mortality. And basically, what it is, there's like a point system and it depends on. You know, if you have to put your arm on the ground or something, basically you're going from a crisscross applesauce position and you're supposed to not be able to use your hands and then get up off the ground. I don't even know if I could do that. I mean, I probably could. could. I think you could do it. But that's Um, hard. That's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And it's basically there's different, like if you wobble, it's like you minus a point. If you look it up, just look up the sit rise test. Mm. And the reason it is such a great predictor is... 
your legs functioning in a proper way and going through full range of motion, it doesn't just have to do with your mechanical health. It has to do with your immune system, your lymph system. Really? Yeah, because your lymph system is like pumps and yeah. as you squat and go through full ranges of motion and just your circulation as well. And so your your lymph system is basically your get it releases all your toxins. It's your what I, I kind of say it's like the sewage system. Yeah, of your, it is of your body. like your 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 waste management system in the body. And it's also kind of in tandem your immune system. And that's mm -hmm. basically why working out is good for your immune system. Because it's helping move not only the blood, but also the lymph in the body. So all of these like toxic waste or infections are able to kind of move to the parts of your body where they can actually get dealt with and excreted um, versus being stagnant and causing, you know, harm or dis-ease in different parts of the body. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and I think the the lymph system is something that has become more prevalent in the the health conversation over the last few years. But I mean, just to add to that, isn't it crazy that they didn't even teach about lymphatics in medical school until like twenty years ago? Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to like make sure and fact check myself. Um, shout out to Reuters, but like, <laughs> um, but I think honestly they didn't. But, know, but they, they didn't, didn't really know about. it. I don't it. think anybody really. I didn't hear anything about it. You know, I've been pretty deep in the health space for about 10 years, and I really feel like it was about five years ago that it started yeah. coming up in the conversation. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. I mean, thankfully, I learned about it in uh, my exercise physiology courses and things like that. But it is it is relatively new for no one's fault but our own, essentially. But yeah. anyways, you were you were having a conversation. No, no, but the, <laughs> but I mean that's part of it. It's not just it's not just being strong and being able to physically function. It your body if your body isn't. If your joints and your legs and your arms and your neck and everything is not going through full ranges of motion, everything else in your body kind of functions off that. You're mm -hmm. not going to get that proper circulation throughout your body. And we've kind of figured out that circulation is pretty much like... It's it, life. It's life. Yeah. And if you have better circulation, you have less depression. If you have better circulation, you have, have better heart health. If you have better circulation... Your brain functions better. You retain information more. You have you're lower stress. So it even helps with like GI health and things like that. Most so, definitely. Which and everything, everything's a bidirectional pathway. Mm, bidirectional but... pathway. Take, <laughs> take a shot for everyone. Oh <laughs> my god, no, literally. The bam drinking game. Yeah, we should we should figure that out at one point. <laughs> but you know, if your GI health is working better, if you're moving your body, I know at least for me, if I'm moving my body regularly, I have better. Um, GI movements throughout mm -hmm. the day and then yeah. that also helps just getting everything that I don't need out of my system so that you know it also helps with your neurotransmitters because if your gut health is good then um, you're actually able to make the neurotransmitters and even the hormones that your body needs to self-regulate and that all goes back to brain health and overall functioning at the end of the day mm -hmm. yeah it's it, it's just, it, it's all together. That's kind of our shtick. Cher, do you do anything? Like, do you have anything like set up in your house that kind of invites you to find some movement throughout the day? Hmm. Um, honestly, I could be better about that. I know the guys have like a pull-up bar that they will kind of het, like set up when they need to. I get a lot of movement throughout my day just because of my job. Mm -hmm. And I I work there, you know, four or five days a week, at least in the office. So 
when I'm working, I'm constantly moving, constantly walking around. And we do have, you know, weights and a gym in the back, which something that I want to incorporate more is like during our slow hours, just taking like five minutes to like do like some chest flies or some bicep curls or even just do a couple squats. I really don't do that. And I don't know why I don't. It's just something that I don't think about because I'm like, quote unquote, on the clock. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have been incorporating more walking in my day-to-day life. So even just this week, something that I've been wanting to do that I've been implementing is morning walks. Um, I'm trying to kind of regulate my circadian rhythm. And there's a lot of evidence that getting natural exposure to sunlight first thing in the morning is great for regulating your biological clocks. Um, especially for women, we have multiple biological (laughs) clocks. Um, and it's also just incorporating movement. It helps me wake up in the morning. So I'm not so groggy. I don't need to grab a cup of coffee first thing in the morning. And it also just puts me in a good mood so that I'm more resilient and present for my day to come. So Morning walks I've started incorporating this week and evening walks I do a lot. So if I get home from work before 8 p.m., um, which it's, you know, I've been I've been working a little bit later just because of the season. But usually if I get home around like five or six, that's when my port my partner <laughs> gets off of work <laughs> and we like to go for walks as well. So I think a morning walk and an evening walk is really great, not just for regulating your circadian rhythm, but also just getting a little extra movement, helping benefit your mental health, physical health, all of that jazz. It's a good habit stack to have it after meals too, mm-hmm. like a walk, because like you were saying with the GI health, like walk, walking really helps with digestion too. Yeah, especially if you have any um, like diabetic or pre-diabetic biomarkers, oh, okay. um, getting some physical activity like walking right after a meal can really help improve that glucose uptake. Okay. So I would highly recommend that if anybody's got any sort of, you know, looming dis-ease in their future, that's a good thing to incorporate. And it's good to incorporate no matter really your health status, but especially if you're in that category or any sort of cardiovascular health category, incorporating walking throughout your day is vital to, you know, preventing and then also treating your health. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize about the diabetes mm-hmm. thing, but I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I put two and two together. Yeah, exactly. Like most of the shit makes sense when you actually like think about it. But if you're not introduced to it, which is kind of like our role, like then you don't know hey, about what it. what up? We're here. Woo! Let us guide you. <laughs> so I know that you were kind of talking, at least in the beginning of the podcast, about some of the ways that you set up your environment for success. But can you give us like some just really you know, concrete tips and tricks for like things that you set up around your house or maybe what your at-home workout routine looks like, like a quick five, 10-minute circuit? Yeah, I think just having visual cues in your site, whether, and it depends on what you like to do. Like I don't have one in here right now, but usually I'll have a kettlebell somewhere throughout the house and that'll be like, okay, I'll pick the kettlebell up, do a couple squats or even just picking it up off the ground and putting it back down is a lot of movement in itself. I have resistance bands that I have in little corners throughout and, and I'll do some different shoulder exercises and take, take my shoulders through a full range of motion throughout the day, especially as we work at our desk, our shoulders kind of fall forward, our head mm-hmm. kind of drops down. So opening up our chest throughout the day is really essential to, to even just your happiness. It'll make you a lot happier during the day. 
and then I I have a normal. I do have a desk. It is a standing desk, and I thought to myself, oh, I'll just get the crank one. I don't need an electric one. I'll save some money, and I never want to crank it because uh, it takes like five minutes, and I'm lazy. Yeah. So that's the big thing is you want to make it easier, as easy as possible. But I will sit down, and I have a we have a, a seated desk that we record the podcast at, but also I kind of push it up against the wall when we're not recording and I kind of create a little seated work environment here. I'll set up a yoga block right there and make it a little bit more inviting for me to sit down. And I kind of break it up whenever I'm working on podcast stuff or doing anything more creative, I'll sit down on the ground. And then when I'm doing corporate stuff and, and hating my life, I'll, <laughs> I'll sit at the normal desk. So I do that. I always have a yoga mat out on my back porch. Cool. So sometimes I'll be sitting on the couch and be like, oh, I need to move. And yeah. if like the sun's shining or something, it's kind of nice. If you have the ability to do that, um, having a yoga mat in a direct sunlight is is a great... Very inviting. Very inviting. Love that. Um, so, yeah. And then you were talking about a pull-up bar. I think having a pull-up bar in the house is awesome because it's a great cue. Like, as you walk through it, just hanging. You don't have yeah. to do pull-ups. If you do pull-ups and you want some extra credit, we'll give you a, a, a golden star. <laughs> we'll give you star. a shiny sticker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should do some BAM, bam stars. That but, would be great. I'll, I'll write that down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you got to find out what works for you, what is going to be appetizing to you. I would say the big things are going to be opening your chest up throughout the day and then getting your hips through a range of motion. So even just finding a few squats, say, and I talked about like after you use the bathroom, I know it's like, it kind of sounds goofy, but after you get done with the bathroom, do a couple squats mm -hmm. or do like you don't want to do it in the bathroom, but like when you get out of the bathroom, if there's like a good place, like get on the floor and do some push-ups or some press-ups, um, do some yoga poses. Be that weird person. Yeah. I'm that dude in the airport and everybody's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And <laughs> I'm sitting there like warrior posing before I'm going onto the I plane. I love that. So I love some airport yoga. Hashtag airport yoga. Hashtag airport yoga. We should maybe go over to um, the Tampa airport and take some footage there. That'd yeah. be pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I think that's all some really great stuff uh, as far as setting up your environment, making it inviting, setting up cues throughout your house. And even if you're in a corporate environment, setting up those mental cues of, you know, going to the bathroom, going to the water station when you're taking yeah. your lunch break, you know, taking five to 10 minutes to like move your body. Mm -hmm. And in corporate environment, most people, like you were saying, like it is, if you go on LinkedIn, everything is trending towards the fact of making office environments healthier. So yeah. if you say like to your boss, most bosses, if you approach them and you bring some evidence, which just doesn't take much research. And if you need it, reach out, I'll help you find it. Mm -hmm. Like, Ask to set up a yoga corner in the office or ask to get some yoga balls that you can sit at at your desk. Like a lot of a lot of bosses and stuff like that. I know my company is very forward thinking and they like to promote that kind of thing. So maybe your office does it too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, I kind of cut you off. No, sure. it's okay. I had one other thought. Oh, yes. So if you're like me and sometimes need a little bit more of an abrupt cue to set up a habit... Um, you can always set alarms on your phone. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I was doing when, um, you know, little personal time, like I was really struggling with like my appetite and getting enough food in my system. And I was just, it was not, it was not great. I'm doing a lot better now and yay, growth, healing, et cetera. But 
I would literally set reminders to myself to eat. Like, okay, don't forget. Like, it's snack time. Don't forget to eat. You know, have your little smoothie time, whatever, whatever. You can do that with movement too. You could set up random alarms throughout the day. Um, That's like, oh, time to go for a five-minute walk. Time to do like 20 squats. Time to open up your chest or, you know, do a quick... um, sun salutation or a couple of them. So you can always set reminders on your phone, especially if you know that there's certain times of your day when you're a little less busy. Maybe you're not taking as many calls or engaging with as many guests. And if you are busy when your alarm goes off, just snooze the alarm and it'll come back to you. Whoa, crazy thought. So that's also just kind of another, a little bit more 21st century tool is you can literally set alarms to remind yourself to move. And if you've got something like an Apple Watch or an it Aura Ring, it will times. actually remind you like, hey, don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to that. move. You might need some water right now. So even if you're kind of pushing through those natural cues that your body gives you, your technology can come actually help you. Wow. Shocking. Wow. We can find technology as a tool. Yeah. Oh. Well, not have it use us. CC, last episode. Go check yeah. that one out. Yeah. How, how have you been doing with your uh, social media intake? Well, I didn't do a digital detox last weekend. I actually was feeling very inspired. Um, the moon has been in Leo the last couple of days, which mm-hmm. is all about like creative self-expression. So I was feeling into that energy a lot. I made a lot of TikTok content that I'm going to post throughout the week. Nice. And I posted a couple things on Instagram. But because I've been starting my day with daily movement and a little bit more mindful practices instead of just rolling out of bed, drinking a cup of coffee and scrolling through my phone. Um, I'm not feeling as tied to my phone or like checking social media, checking, you know, how well my TikToks are doing or how well my last Instagram post is doing. So I feel like I'm getting more balance and having a healthier relationship with my technology because I'm emphasizing that morning movement, morning mindfulness practices are the first thing I do during the day and trying not to check my phone for like the first 30 minutes, hour that I wake up, mm-hmm. if I can. Yeah, but it sounds like you're in a little bit healthier of a place with social media. You're using it and instead of having it use you. Exactly. So. And I mean, I know that this is a totally different con topic than we're talking about today, but something that um, is a good mindset, at least if you're a content creator, an entrepreneur, or, you know, anything in that realm, create more content than you consume. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a good rule of thumb, and that's something I've heard from other creators, so. Yeah. Well, I guess probably spend more time creating, because I feel like... Yeah. If, if I, every post I looked at, I had to create a post. <laughs> I would be I like, would, oh. and I open it and I'm done. <laughs> exactly. 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 But that's, anyways. But that's great, Cher. That's awesome. I um, I kind of took, I didn't t- do a full detox, but I, I did delete it off my phone. I've been going nice. on the computer. And like we said, it's kind of a little bit healthier for me. And mm-hmm. I don't have my computer out right when I get up. So exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I love the love the integration, love the yeah. you know holistic living type beat. But is there anything else that you wanted to put down as far as like movement snacks? Anything else that you want to leave? You know, drop some knowledge for the audience. I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like some people to share. If you do get movement through the day, like share it with us. Tell us how you get movement. What's your favorite? What you like to do? Um, and even going back to the last episode, like talk about how you kind of create a healthier environment, like 
I'd like one thing I really would like the podcast to be is a little bit more interactive. Like mm-hmm. I said, we're not trying to be gurus. We're not trying to be be the teachers. I, honestly, I try to look at us more as like team captains. Yeah. Like we're like, hey guys, let's get together. Let's do the right things. Yeah. But like <laughs> we're not telling you how to live your life or what exactly to do. We're just trying to create a community a community that is focused on being happier, being healthier, being more content and present in life. So yeah, just let's get active, yo. I love that. Hashtag movement snacks. Hashtag airport yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, Robbie, how can uh, the great people of um, the world find us? You can reach me at 813. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Wellness Rob. Uh, that's where I'm at. I, I promise to be posting some more content. I share a lot of my stories. Yeah. So I feel like the stories are where it's at with yeah, me. Absolutely. Um, you can find uh, the beautiful share at The Soul and Science on Instagram and on TikTok. You're... I'm excited. You got to send me. I'm not on TikTok. But no, whenever got, you post I, I, TikToks, you I made some send, funny ones this week. You got to send them to you. You got to send them to me. So, um, and then follow us at the Bam Podcast. Getting some growth on the site, on the the page, and we love to see it. Seeing some new faces. It's not just our mom and dad listening to the podcast love anymore. That. Shout out to Angie. <laughs> yeah, what up? That's, a, that's my girl. So yeah. <laughs> Interact with us, balance.moderation at gmail.com if you want to write us anything long form. But DM is probably the best way. And honestly, we we invite questions because it 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 will help us guide us on what the community wants us to talk about or any topics that are present of mind for you. And it's not just about what me and Cher want to talk about all the time. So yeah, hit us up. Hit us up. Well, and don't forget, big love is the mood. Oh, never forget. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for joining us. We hope that you find some movement snacks throughout your day-to-day life. And please let us know how this has impacted you guys. We would love to hear about it, of course. But I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful week. And we will see you next time. Hey everyone, Rob here. Really appreciate you listening to our episode. Just real quick, this podcast is for information and inspiration purposes only. Any personal opinions or views do not replace medical advice. Balance and Moderation recommend all listeners embarking on their wellness journey to do so under appropriate supervision by a healthcare provider. Thanks.